Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Variety, this has got to be a joke. For June 2nd, 2023, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, how's it going? My name is Robbie Landis, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down all that you need to know from the gaming world in just about five minutes. Coming up, insiders are coming out to talk about why Redfall is a dumpster fire, and itch.io is kicking off Pride with a banger bundle. Over the last five years, CEO of Activision Blizzard, Bobby Kotick, has been at the center of numerous allegations levied against the World of Warcraft developer. And on Wednesday, Variety had the audacity to run a fluff piece giving Kotick a platform to dismiss these allegations. Kotick didn't face any pushback from Variety on a number of claims. The fluff piece opens up with Kotick dismissing all of the government bodies that have investigated Activision Blizzard. Kotick asserted... We've had every possible form of investigation done, and we did not have a systemic issue with harassment, ever. We didn't have any of what were mischaracterizations reported in the media. Kotick further blames most of Activision Blizzard's image problems on outside forces and workers organizing. Both of these assertions are blatantly false. The investigations and workers unionizing is a direct result of the frat boy culture Bobby Kotick and his board of directors have fostered for decades. A frat boy culture that has ended in hundreds, if not thousands, of labor complaints, harassment complaints, and sexual misconduct complaints. The culture bore the creation of the Cosby Suite in Las Vegas, and disgustingly, the harassment got so bad for one woman at Activision Blizzard that she took her own life because of it. This fluff piece is a perfect representation of how blatantly immoral and evil Bobby Kotick is, and it's obvious that Kotick and Activision Blizzard will never take responsibility for the lives they have negatively impacted. Not till Kotick and his board of directors are removed from their position of power.
Yesterday, Bloomberg's Jason Schreier released a report on why Arcane Studios' recent release of Redfall failed. Schreier talked with numerous anonymous people who were close to the development of Redfall. According to the anonymous sources, Redfall began development in 2018, which was a year prior to Arcane's parent company, ZeniMax, being acquired by Microsoft. Sources claim that Redfall was planned to be a game designed as a service, which was a mandate passed down from ZeniMax in efforts to look more appealing to potential buyers. Other studios under ZeniMax, like Bethesda, were also producing a similar game as a service like Fallout 76, though this mandate from ZeniMax led Arcane down the wrong path. Arcane's senior developers were more keen to develop a single-player experience, and this push to develop a game as a service led to a mass exodus of staff. Following the acquisition of ZeniMax, Microsoft was reportedly hands-off of Arcane, despite one exception of canceling the PlayStation version of Redfall. Sources told Schreier that due to bleeding staff and the games-as-a-service mandate, Redfall was doomed from the beginning. This was further compounded due to Arcane staff not having a proper direction for Redfall, where sources described a fragmented development team who were working on multiple aspects of Redfall that ultimately didn't mesh together. Microsoft also dumped more fuel on the fire by marketing Redfall so heavily. Despite many on the development team signaling that this would be an unmitigated disaster, which corroborates earlier reports this year that Redfall would release in the condition it did. Overall, Redfall is a great example of mismanagement from the top down, and this really makes me wonder if Bethesda Softworks would deliver a similar disappointment come September when Starfield drops. Now on to some actual good news to round off this week. The indie game digital marketplace, itch.io, has started their Queer Games Bundle. This is their annual bundle highlighting LGBTQRA plus creators on the platform, offering more than 450 items that include indie games, developer tools, and art made by 293 LGBTQIA plus developers with 100% of proceeds going to those developers. The Queer Games Bundle is going for $60 and is running from now till July 7th. For those with less means, itch.io is also offering a sister bundle, allowing people to pay what they can. It starts at $10 and can be scaled from there. The sister bundle also offers the same number of items as the $60 Queer Games Bundle. At the end of the day, itch.io has become one of the best platforms that celebrates their LGBTQIA creators. And I would highly encourage all of you to go and check out the Queer Games Bundle. A link will be conveniently placed in today's show description. Now, I'm told that on Fridays, you guys are supposed to leave Nate and Aaron a review, but I'm informed that for a third week in a row, there are no reviews. So if you can help these guys out, go to Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, or Amazon. Leave them a review, and Nate will read it out next Friday. All right, with it being Friday, let's check out some of the biggest stories from this week in gaming with the Friday Replay. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Last Friday, Dolphin, the open-source GameCube Wii emulator, announced they were releasing on Steam over the weekend. However, in typical Nintendo fashion, shortly after the announcement, legal action was filed, with Valve receiving a warning shot from Nintendo lawyers about the potential Digital Millennium Copyright Act violation Dolphin's creators were about to commit. Nintendo's lawyers argued that Dolphin specifically violates anti-circumvention and anti-trafficking provisions within the DMCA. Valve, in response to this, voluntarily removed the Dolphin Steam page, which means without Nintendo actually filing a DMCA takedown notice, the Dolphin team doesn't have much legal recourse to get it back on Steam. The only real option the Dolphin developers have is to appeal directly to Valve, though given what's at stake, I doubt Dolphin or Valve really want to go down that road because legal action with Nintendo could go two ways. The first would be that Nintendo wins the DMCA lawsuit and further erodes emulation, which has been under attack for decades. Or the Dolphin devs win and emulation software is further vindicated. However, with Valve specifically stepping in to take Nintendo's legal option away, it allows Dolphin devs to still operate within their gray area. Where the Dolphin emulator is still available on things like GitHub and other software repositories. Dolphin just won't be available on Steam, which sucks, but this is probably the best outcome given how bloodthirsty Nintendo has become regarding emulation and modding. Last week, Microsoft finally filed their appeal with the UK's Competition Appeal Tribunal to try and reverse the UK's Competition and Market Authority's decision to block the $68.7 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Microsoft outlined five key points where they believe that the CMA made a flaw in their decision. The first is that the CMA made fundamental errors in assessing their cloud gaming platform claiming that the CMA didn't factor in the potential for users to switch from cloud gaming to native gaming. By the way, the term native gaming just refers to the user downloading the game to their device that they want to play it on. Second, Microsoft brought up their flimsy commercial agreements with other cloud gaming providers, claiming that the CMA failed to take these deals into consideration. We've covered these deals here before and pointed out that they're fairly empty gestures, because according to these agreements, the companies that Microsoft is brokering deals with would end up being Microsoft's customers, not their competition. Third, Microsoft lamented about how the CMA assumed they would make Activision Blizzard games exclusive to Xbox Game Pass. Hilariously, Microsoft claimed that these assumptions were, quote, irrational, despite already setting that precedent with numerous companies like Mojang, Bethesda, Obsidian, and many others. The fourth key point goes over how Microsoft couldn't foreclose on its rival cloud gaming services, pointing out that Microsoft would lose money if it withheld Activision Blizzard games from these services, and emphasized that there was no incentive to withhold Activision Blizzard games. And the final point is that the CMA, quote, erred in law when the government body rejected Microsoft's final concession 
which was a similar concession that was given to the European Union. A blanket free license to all users to access Activision Blizzard's titles on any cloud gaming services. Microsoft finishes its appeal, stating that the CMA's decision to block this merger is a, quote, breach of common law duty of fairness. While this appeal has been mulled over by the Competition Appeal Tribunal, it's still unclear when they will make their final decision. When that time comes, though, Microsoft will have two options. Option one is if the tribunal approves the appeal, then Microsoft has to go through the CMA's regulatory approval process from the beginning. The second option is to pull out entirely of the UK market if the tribunal denies Microsoft's appeal, which I think everyone is trying to avoid. So it'll be interesting if the CMA and the tribunal are able to coax more concessions out of Microsoft or force UK consumers to get familiar with a VPN to play World of Warcraft. Iron Gate Studios, the developer behind Valheim, recently addressed some concerns they had with modding in Valheim. And while you'd think they'd be against modding like most developers, Iron Gate, however, took an interesting route when addressing mods, stating that while they don't have official mod support, they're happy that people are taking the time to make their own mods, though they aren't too keen on modders putting their mods behind a paywall. Iron Gate continues to characterize paywalling mods as against the, quote, creative and open spirit of modding. Iron Gate, however, doesn't begrudge modders who offer their mods for free and have a tip jar of some kind so players can voluntarily donate. The other clarification Iron Gate made regarding mods is that they just asked nicely if modders could label them as unofficial, requesting that modders add a pop-up telling players that they are playing on modded Valheim servers. That way, it's clear for users to know if they're playing a modded experience or the retail version of the game. Overall, while this is a certainly more progressive view than, say, a company like Nintendo, I still have problems here. Why should the makers of Valheim get any say over whether someone charges for their mods? In the era of crowdfunding and Patreon, I think devs should either work to create an official marketplace for mods, like Bethesda, or shut the f*** up. On Sunday, the League of Legends Championship Series teams overwhelmingly voted to strike out. This is entirely due to what we covered on the show last week, where the LCS team owners unanimously voted to make participation in the North American Challenger League optional. The NACL is a feeder league that teams were required to field players from. Following this abrupt rule change, the LCS Players Association issued a statement warning of the ramifications. Just a few days later, seven of the ten LCS teams dropped their NACL rosters exactly like the LCSPA predicted. Following these dropped rosters, the LCSPA outlined five demands for Riot to prevent the strike, which include, one, instituting a Valorant-style promotion and relegation system between the LCS and the NACL, two, that Riot commits to a revenue pool for player salaries of $300,000 per NACL team per year, three, allow LCS orgs to partner with affiliates for cost-sharing, Four, that Riot guarantees LCS minimum contracts for the following year for the five players who win the LCS Summer Finals each year. And five, that Riot institutes a majority roster continuity rule to provide players on released NACL rosters first priority in maintaining their slots in the upcoming NACL season if a majority continue to compete together. 
Continuing on to Monday this week, Riot followed up the vote to strike out with potential illegal activity, telling LCS team owners that they are still obligated to field rosters regardless of the strike. Riot also temporarily changed LCS rules to allow for teams to hire scab talent, with Riot asking team owners to pay scabs $2,000 a game as incentive to field a team before the summer split kicks off today. The LCSPA issued a statement regarding scab talent stating that they will offer help to those who are unaware of the situation, and further expounds on the importance of all League of Legends players not crossing the picket line. Here's the reality of the situation. The LCSPA, by its very definition, is a joke. They are an organization funded by the LCS itself who specifically voted not to unionize. For those who don't know, a player's association is typically self-sustaining, operating on dues paid by their unionized members. This allows them to operate independently of the league itself, but here no such independence is available. And it comes back to the simple reality that the LCS is not profitable. It never has been. Since its inception, Competitive League of Legends has been a marketing tool for Riot to bolster interest in its game. They've been fine to operate in the red because the value they actually get is by increasing interest in the game and selling more skins. Their goal each year is for the LCS to operate as close to break-even as possible. In 2021, the NFL had profits of $17.1 billion with a B dollars. When the NFLPA institutes a lockout and a strike, that's billions of dollars being lost. The league is forced to come to the bargaining table and ultimately give up some concessions to the players to avoid losing billions of dollars a year during the strike. That leverage just doesn't exist in League of Legends. Riot owns League of Legends, and until they have something to lose out on by not playing, they have no impetus to go to the bargaining table, much less against an organization that they pay for. And ultimately, that comes back to us, the fans. Esports is not profitable, and we're the reason for it. The established expectation is that events are free to watch, in-person events are only held a few times a year, and the games are typically free to play or cheap. So with no revenue coming in from viewership, ticket sales, or measurable game sales, because how would they determine whether a skin was bought because of an esports event or not, and no real impetus for an exclusivity contract to carry esports on the part of Twitch or YouTube, remember how that went for the OWL? Where is the money coming from? Sponsorship and venture capitalists is the answer. And here's the result. Times get tough, funding dries up, and anything that isn't critical to survive faces the axe. To be absolutely clear, Riot and the LCS are not innocent in this. Not even in the slightest, and I'm certainly not here to be a mouthpiece for them. They have been perfectly happy to create and foster this scenario, rake in their money on skin sales, and pretend that all they do is for the good of the game. They were perfectly happy to sell slots in the LCS for millions of dollars and proclaim that they would be profitable investments. The NFL, by the way, will face a similar reckoning one day as more and more young fans cut cable and those contracts become less lucrative. Hopefully, they'll have a better answer than we've seen so far. But the LCSPA is toothless, a whimpering dog chained to the wall by their very founding and lack of unionization, lashing out impotently. They'd be better off organizing a boycott of League and playing to the sympathies of the fans, but that would require us to take a stand in their defense and say no to Riot's products until this goes the way we want. What say you, esports fans? Are you up for it? That's it for today's Let's Play. Make sure to subscribe and come back tomorrow for even more video game news. Follow us on TikTok at Let's Play Gaming News and leave us a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and Amazon. 
Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Robbie underscore Landis 01. And catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Robbie underscore Landis. My name's Robbie Landis. You should check out Cloaks and Capes, a place for everything Dungeons and Dragons. And as always, keep listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.